Two pastors and Tom walk into a bar, but this is no joke. It's the start of a conversation between three friends about culture, God, beer, and more. So pull up a chair, order a pint, and let's get started. Welcome to Pine Class Preachers. I'm Tom, not a pastor. And joining me are Gabe and Josh, both pastors. In fact, they are both Lutheran pastors. And right about this time of year, in the year 2017, that's kind of a big deal, at least if you're a Lutheran. Because the end of October is when the Lutheran Church celebrates the Reformation, when Lutherans split from the Catholic Church. You know, like when America split from Britain, or like when Ireland split from Britain. Or like when Britain split from the European Union. Wait, am I the only one who thinks most of the blame for the world's problems should be placed squarely on the shoulders of Britain? Well, I digress. Anyway, 2017 marks the 500-year anniversary of the Reformation. So we're going to talk about it. Or, you know, well, Gabe and Josh are probably going to talk about it. Dude, so two things. I disagreed with one statement and agreed with another. The statement uh, I disagreed with was when you said the Reformation is when Lutherans split from the Catholic Church. Reform the fact, Catholic Church. Yep, I got that one too. When we reformed the true Catholic Church. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tommy's uh, a to, yes. catechism class. Yeah, yeah. Come on, buddy. Learn your history, secondly, Brit, but he, that's where he was right, is secondly, Britain is to blame for most of the world's problems. So I will uh, I will give you that. So, and I say that as an Anglophile. I mean, I love those folks. but it's because they drink tea and not coffee really primarily. And they play soccer. Um, football, Tom. Football. Whoa. Actually, can, football. can I just ask you a question then about the uh, the semantics of, of my intro? No, 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 no. Seriously, we reform the Catholic Church, which would then mean that the Catholic Church has been reformed and is operating in a different manner than it was. And that didn't happen. We just started our own church. Actually, that that is actually not entirely true. Well, yeah, I mean, the Catholic in, Church in, is very well, different than it was ways, 500 years ago. In many ways, the Catholic Church is not operating in the same way that it did 500 years ago. Yes, th th that's very true, but it's not, like, it's not like we changed the Catholic Church and then we just went on. We started a new brand of Christianity called Lutheranism. Maybe, so, maybe we well, did, The though. point, though, is... No, the point is we returned to the old brand of Christianity and that they deviated from the true Catholic Church, lowercase c, universal. Sure. So that that's that's the point that Josh and I are making is we're saying, no, we actually did reform the true Catholic Church. Medieval Roman Catholicism fell away from the true Catholic Church. We reformed a, it and brought us back in line with the universal church. It's a little C, big C thing. Let's check out the G, the E, or the little B, the big B, both big Bs, both capital Gs and Es. I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. Yes, I am. <laughs> we're going to shout out to all of our partners. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it so good? No, that was so good. It was so it was really good. good. I've been planning that for like 15 seconds. All right. Gospel really Economist. Keep going, keep going. We've got some great partners at the Gospel Economist. Uh, that's the true gospel for the <laughs> big church. GospelEconomist.com. No dashes, no hyphens, no underscores. Just go check them out. They put out a lot of good content about the gospel and how it applies to our everyday lives. Uh, really, God's economy, not just of salvation, but of his sovereignty over creation. That's another big word. 
Uh, also, check us out on the Beggars Blog. Gabe and I have been contributors before. Uh, it is a blog uh, hosted by yet another Lutheran pastor, much to Tom's chagrin. Uh, but I would really encourage you to start leaving us reviews on iTunes. Gabe, what is the magic number we need to hit? Dude, we got to get five reviews. We have four. If we get five, then we can actually be on iTunes rankings. I am sure we'll be very, very, very high. Low, but <laughs> high, high. We'll be very high. No, but then we could catch Joel Olstein. But right now, we don't even have a shot because we don't have five reviews. We only have four. Give us another and give us five stars while you're at it. We're looking to you, lucky person, to be review number five. And finally, we've got a new corporate sponsor, Food City. Why? Because of their Growler Happy Hour. Every time we record one of these episodes, I go visit a Food City in my local community, and they offer me $3 off a Growler. So Food City, thank you for your contribution to Pine Glass Preachers. We're still waiting for that check and corporate sponsorship uh, contract to sign, but don't worry. We're happy to wait. I got 95 theses, but the Pope ain't one. If you have any church problems, I feel bad for you, son. Who did that terrible right. remake? It had to have been someone from CPH or... No, no it was actually... It's a pretty cool video. If you look it up really on YouTube... Uh, I doubt it's, it's funny. It's a guy who was like... No, it was a guy at Yale Divinity School, I believe, who was like working on a PhD, and this was part of his thesis. Well, it's, um, it sounds ridiculous. Know, know, whatever, they, whatever they do out there on the East Coast. But what also is ridiculous to me, it, as a Lutheran, I can say this. There are some obscene celebrations of the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, which it is. So it's not really Happy Reformation, Tom. It's the 500th anniversary, which is why it's such a big hullabaloo right now. But people are going right. crazy with it. They came out with like a little Luther Lego dude. Um, they're dropping all kinds of new uh, books and videos and movies and documents in celebration of Thrive Luther. has a whole museum traveling museum deal. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a big deal. I mean like and yes, it is a big deal. The 500th anniversary of one of the most pivotal points in Christian history post Christ's resurrection and ascension. I'll give you that. But at the same time, I feel like especially for orthodox Protestant church bodies such as our own Lutheran church body we kind of neglect the previous, I'm going to say 12 to 1400 years prior to Luther and say that like he did such a good job as an exegete, such a good job as a preacher, such a good job as a reformer, him and the whole crew, I mean Melanchthon and all those dudes, that we're, we, we sort of have minimized history, reduced it to these last 500 years and put the main thrust and emphasis on how we even view things like discipleship, scripture, et cetera, uh, into that, into that, you know, frame of reference. And I think that's a little short-sighted. So listen, I'm not in super one sense, basically what I'm trying to say is I'm not as pumped or hanging my hat on this 500th anniversary because, as everyone else is. Here's the deal though, because, but here's why you're wrong. My favorite sentence, um, is, is because what, 
what Luther did in the Reformation was not the end-all be-all of theology. You're right. Do we sometimes um, overemphasize that and forget about the 1,500 years that existed before that? Certainly. But or the 500 what was years his goal that existed in the after it? Yes. There's been a lot of really Those good things weird. that have happened since then. Well, perhaps or, or maybe worse, depending history, on <laughs> but in, in Christian theology, I'm not sure a lot of good things have happened since then. Yeah, no, no, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with Gabe on that one. No, I'm saying there's been a, there's been a lot of different Christian movements and a lot of things that have happened. Uh, but yeah, Thomas Jefferson took a pair yeah, of scissors to Scripture, and then say, now everyone thinks yeah, there's that there's really not been a lot of good things. Yeah, that that yeah. worked out well for us. I, didn't I'm it? not I'm not real through. Or Hal Lindsey published the late great Planet Earth, and everyone started believing that we were going to be raptured. I mean, there's been a lot of crap Mark that's Gabe come. Went to a pastor's conference, and Ken Ham was convincing him that yep. he was going to get eaten by a dinosaur. And I said uh, some really hilarious <laughs> gifts during, during that pastor's conference. To Gabe, Barney, Dude. beating the tar out of a T Rex. Oh my gosh! I showed it to Ken Ham. He loved no, it. No, you did. <laughs> and thanks to another corporate sponsor, Ken Ham, Ken Ham and the Creation Museum. Thanks, guys, for supporting Pine Glass Preachers. Answers in Genesis. If you're not orthodox, if you don't believe in literal six days, you're not orthodox. Um, okay, which we're off might be now. true, but but the way he did it was just awful. Anyways, I don't have time for that. This is what we're talking about. Here's the deal. Luther, what he was doing... This is the whole purpose of reformation was he's reforming the church. He's bringing it back to the church that Jesus Christ started, which is why it's such a big deal, right? See, I, I don't think we often think of those terms. And I think we should, is we should say, all right, Matthew 16, Jesus is talking to Peter and he says, Peter, you're the rock. And on this confession, the confession that I am the Christ, the son of God, I will build my church. And so what's Luther doing is he's saying, Hey, we've gotten off the course from what Jesus launched. And I'm bringing us back on course, him and all the other reformers. We're striving to get us back on the right confession, on the right belief uh, about the nature of the gospel and the nature of God. So it is like, I, I don't know, I would say, you know, second to, you know, or third, I guess you go resurrection and you go Pentecost and then third biggest event in church history, third most important event in the history of Christianity is the Reformation. But see, that's where I would, that's where I would so, argue that you're, that you're short-sighted because, uh, let's see, Luther and the other reformers wouldn't have – not only would they not have a leg to stand on, but they wouldn't even potentially be Christian without, I don't know, say some other humongously significant events in, Christ, in Christian history like, I don't know, the Council of Nicaea where we get all of our creeds. Um, you know, yeah, and course, we've got all the these, do? all these, they affirm those things, Josh. That's the point Thank is like, you yeah, just it's said, not ignoring just, those things, it's affirming those things. Yeah. But dude, but you just set the, gave the precedent to the people who affirm something without actually giving due credit to the thing of which they are affirming. So that by definition is being a little bit short-sighted. No, I, I mean, that'd be like me saying, maybe, that'd but, be like me saying, Hey, you know what? Yeah. Hey. Luther and the reformers got us back on track to the church that Christ instituted. That's exactly little, what I just said. Yeah, I know. That's a little arrogant to, and egotistical to say because we've ignored Why? other church bodies that have also been believing they've been doing the same thing for the same amount of time. Here's a, here's, here's a point. Here's, here's an example. Let's say the oh, Coptic I believe that church. that was the point I just the, made like five the, minutes ago. The, when you Cop, the Coptic church. It's all right. The Coptic church. The Coptic church. Okay, which has remained pretty much unchanged since uh, since Alexandria was the epicenter 
the epicenter of immediately following Pentecost and for the first couple hundred years of the church. They Luther, claim. yeah. So what I'm saying is we can't take all the credit as Orthodox Protestants to say that Luther got us on tra- back on track and the reformers got us back on track to the church that Christ instituted because then we're making the same claim that the Catholic Church originally was saying by, hey, our interpretation of what the church was saying was that when Christ said that exact same phrase, that he was speaking specifically to Peter as the first pope. Well, I'm not just, saying I agree. Gosh. I totally disagree. But right. it is just as egotistical as what the Roman Catholic Church needed to be reformed so, from. Gosh. But here's the problem with that, dude. So, so then – Who's right? Because you can't just be like, oh, well, kumbaya, it's, it's all I'm okay. Not, it's I'm all saying, kind of the same I'm thing. Saying that I, I'm saying that I, the reason I'm a Lutheran is because I believe that the reformers did a hell of a job reforming the Catholic Church at the oh, time. Now we got to put the red E on this B side. No, that's not an actual custard anymore these days. Okay. No, it's in the Bible. Okay, if go I, on. Okay, if I were to say beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, then we'd have to put the little red E. And it'd be explicit content. My mom would hate it. And she would oh, let's talk. So all I'm saying is this, like so much. So you're Protestant because they did a really good job. That's why. That's a stupid uh, reason to be a Protestant. No, I'm a Protestant because I was raised a Protestant. And I think that our theology is very, very strong, but I'm not going, what, what I'm reacting against is what, <laughs> what borders on, an idolatrous worship of Luther and the reformers and the reformation itself. That's what I'm reacting against a feeling an emotive response that I have that says we're not actually celebrating additional changes that brought about this Protestant understanding in your words, getting us back on track to the church that Christ instituted with yep. Peter back in the day. Yeah, we're not we're not celebrating yep. those kind of things or by God saying something like, holy crap. Wow. Thank you, God, for sending some <laughs> people to get us back on track. But we have almost created an idolatrous environment of the Reformation itself Bro, by giving this. No, people, I'm just saying that's how I feel. Taking mountains out of molehills. Like, mountains out of molehills. We've got people taking pilgrimages to Wittenberg. I'm getting calls from random pastors who are trying to fill up their bus and their airline pocket of seats to just make pilgrimage to Wittenberg when we don't even make pilgrimage to places that the church has celebrated for more than 500 years. People for well, the five do make pilgrimages to there too. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not like it's either or. It's not a false dichotomy. Like, oh, you couldn't possibly study the Reformation because that means you're completely ignoring the first no, fifteen hundred no, 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 no. years Wait, of the Tom, church. Hold, no, 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 it means you still care about Tom. the recovery of the gospel. I think recovering the gospel is a pretty freaking big deal. Oh, really? Because that's funny. Because half of our um, half of our clergy in this reforming Protestant church have gone almost Roman Catholic with the way that they practice said gospel. So really, if we're going to give all this credit to, to Luther and yet almost do and commit the same treasonous acts against the gospel as the ones that he was reforming against, then maybe we should have a bit more piety. That's all I'm saying. Maybe oh. we should take care of our own house. Okay. Before we start blasting but off, before we world. celebrate the recovery of the gospel, it just doesn't even make any sense. You're like, you're in, you're intentionally like making a, a just a gobs of false dichotomies. Like, oh well, if we do this, then that means we're not doing that. If we say no. this, then that means that we can't possibly be this way. Like, 
Oh yeah. Okay. Because people are imperfect, we shouldn't celebrate the Reformation. Because people make I'm idols, saying, we shouldn't celebrate dude, the Reformation. Dude, no. See now, you know Makes just as well as I. Sense. You know just as I do. The temptation that our church body faces when it comes to the man Martin Luther and the reformers and our own egotism. You know, you have to admit that you know the pitfalls oh, that we've already I'm sorry. Encountered. I make an idol out of Martin Luther, the man who died for my sins. <laughs> You're so ridiculous. Wait, did I get that wrong? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oops. 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 Dude, Tom, you're right. Tom, I mean, sure, we Tom. can do that. Although, actually, I wish we made a bigger idol out of him than the confessions, and we just use those as a freaking club to beat people up with. Um, what they say. Yes, Tom. Tom, please, please bring what? some sense into this conversation. No, no, you this has been fun. You lay, you lay Lutheran. <laughs> <laughs> really? Tom, oh, you would have been the person. Listen. Comment. <laughs> Tom, you would have been the person buying indulgences, and Gabe would have come in on his big white horse, you know, ripping that particular, you know, John Tetzel to pieces, and to save you with the one true gospel that Christ instituted yeah. with taunters, hey, with taunters don't get too and excited monastic about the gospel here. Just keep buying these indulgences, Tom. That would have been Josh's role. Actually, it's I'm the one watching from the side, watching the Lutheran pastors get together in their little conferences and uh, pass legislature and all of that kind of stuff that makes it seem like you guys are almost trying to get back to uh, the Catholic Church circa, I don't know, 15, 16. Uh, you're getting dang close. That's from an outside That's what Josh perspective. Is saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, Josh I agree. Is saying. I agree. But again, and, that's a ridiculous generalization. Okay, like that. let me make it's another not. ridiculous. It's let not. me make another ridiculous generalization then. Yeah. If we are in celebrating the 500th anniversary of the Lutheran Reformation, the Protestant Reformation, I'm sorry, misspoke yet again. Mm -hmm. Why is it? Actually, I kind of prefer to call it the Lutheran Reformation, but that's fine. I mean, it was. I mean, it, I mean, Luther pretty much started it, so I'm cool with that too. You know, I, I rescind my previous autocorrection. Thanks a lot, Siri. Good. Lutheran Reformation. So, like, here's, I guess, what... I, I don't know. I don't know how to put this into words without you just jumping off on me again. But, like, it's as if to say that maybe our Catholic brothers and sisters today are somehow practicing a false gospel or a gospel light. And once again, I think that's just a little bit arrogant to say. Because Martin so, Luther reformed it, so you and I are, are Protestants, okay? We come from the Reformation heritage, and yet I would still consider those Catholic brothers and sisters of, our, of ours to still be recipients of eternal life. Oh, for sure. Like, No, I'm not denying that. And though, there's a difference between who's Catholic and so he says the whole reason he's Catholic is because he says this is the church that Jesus Christ started. And this is where I argue with him. Uh, I mean, I certainly don't talk to him. He's a philosophy professor at Boston College and much, much smarter than me. But but what he says, he says, so basically, he says the Catholic church is like Noah's Ark. It's the thing God designed. And so if if you want to be, you, you can be saved outside the Catholic church. Like if you want to be on a rescue boat floating near it. You know, that's fine. He says, that's what the Protestants are. They're all just floating along on their rescue boats nearby. But he says, we're the ark. 
And he says, now there's animals on here. So there's a lot of poop, uh, which is actually a pretty brilliant point. But, but at any rate, um, so to me though, I would say to Peter Kraft, I'd say, no, actually we're the ark. And, is that uh, not, but see, that is, that's the most like, someone's the ark. No, no one is the ark. No one is the ark. Someone's the ark. Someone's the ark. No, wouldn't you, wouldn't Christ be the ark? Uh, yes, Tom. Thank you for bringing some wisdom into this fool's mind's eye. Look, and so to this conversation. We, we, we yes, have, we had church, capital C, the Catholic church, little C on Catholic, big C on church is the ark. And yes. all of us, Catholic, Roman Catholics, Lutherans, Baptists, Pentecostals, Assemblies of God, anything, Seventh-day Adventists, we are all, well, actually, maybe not Seventh-day Adventists, oh. uh, but we are all animals. Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons. Muslims. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Buddhists. Come on. Wait, honestly, yes. we, are all, honestly, we are all the animals. So we're the ones defecating on Christ's church, and that's why when he comes back, not to wipe us out, but to clean up our mess, then he will basically scrub away all the poop and we'll never poop again on his church. Well, Ooh, do you think we poop in the eschaton? I think we do poop because we would eat. I mean, Adam and Eve were given. Yeah, I would and if think God so. created their bodies to function, they would have waste. They would fertilize. I actually such- have this whole theory. I would theory that God made us to produce waste the way we do because it's hilarious. And like, we're really supposed to laugh about it. Uh, like, I mean, come on. Why else are farts universally funny? <laughs> True. World. They're always oh, funny. You know? Oh boy. Like, listen, like, listen, I, I wish I could like tell the story. On law, podcast. I wish I could tell what happened last night on this podcast, but I can't because okay. one very important and significant person in my life would get very, very mad. <laughs> Dude, I really want you to tell, tell us off air. Tell us off air. Okay. Uh, off at air. Rate, bottom line is this, Josh, you're wrong. And here's why. Here's here's the bottom line. I get what you're saying. All blue feels feels dirty to me. It feels cheap and it feels shallow to me. All I'm saying is this. All I'm saying is this. The recovery of the gospel is not an insignificant event. It's not. And so you can ignore all my art comments. You can ignore us being right. But the recovery of the gospel, whether you're Catholic, whether you're Protestant, whether you're Eastern Orthodox, whether you're whatever, the recovery of the gospel that was in fact lost in the early 16th century, massive event for the history of the world and for the history of Christianity. And so, okay, for and how quickly did that recovery and how quickly did that quote unquote recovery of the gospel completely fall apart into what we now would see as another need for reformation? And I'm just going to say, I'm just going to throw it out there, okay? From where this is how this is what I'm understanding you to say right now. So Luther and the reformers recover the the pure gospel, the true gospel from the Catholic church. They reform the church and start this new arc known as Protestantism, right? But how quickly do we see splits within this Protestantism where you've got Calvinists and the reformed going one direction, Lutherans going another direction. And then, oh, let's not, let's just throw in this monkey wrench that Tom wanted to bring up earlier, America. And now you've got, Baptists, Charismatics, and all these other people that we as very orthodox, conservative Lutherans would even then question and say, we're not sure that that is the true gospel, a gospel of righteousness, 
uh, you know, works righteousness. That's not the true gospel. That's exactly what the Catholic Church was doing. So in one way, we could say we saved the world by re by recovering the true gospel, and then we just kind of pissed it away because now it's in even more spread out and various forms of turmoil than it was before. At least all we had to do is mess with the Catholic Church, and now we're messing with all kinds of denominations that we would make the same yes. arguments against. So you're arguing we shouldn't have had the Reformation? Like that, that's saying, that's essentially what you're saying. saying. Like, oh, well, no. it led to a bunch of splinters within the church, so they no. shouldn't have reformed it. No, what I'm saying is we think that we have this this golden calf of 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 the gospel and that we protected it and everything, but we haven't. We've the created a golden we, calf. We have we are treating it like the golden calf of the gospel. That's what you're saying. That's what it sounds like to me. That I'm we are the, the true church. Is, the gospel can't be a golden calf. It is the good news of Jesus Christ. You, you can't make an idol out of the, the second person is, of the Trinity. I'm I'm not saying Oh, I just had like a weird Cloa Chicagoan accent, the gospel. Uh, I'm not saying the gospel. <laughs> I'm not saying the gospel is a golden calf. I'm saying we are treating our possession of our doctrinal gospel as a golden Fine. calf. And what's happened? It's now been melted and poured down the throats of our own people and those around us to the point where we may be responsible. I'm just saying, admit, we may, the Reformation may be responsible in part. For a break off of all these other denominations that now we would question their own gospel authenticity. Oh. No. It's not a maybe. It for sure is. There's no so doubt about that. We can't hold it so tightly and continue to say that we're the ark. We just can't. That is so. We can't do that. We just can't do me, it. That's me, all I'm saying. We can't do that. Let me say and this. All, with what I'm saying we the, can't do that. What I'm saying is this. I'm going to keep interrupting. The confession. That Jesus is okay. Lord <laughs> and all that that entails oh. is the ark. So Tom is right in a sense, which is rare. Um, <laughs> but but sure, is Jesus the ark? Okay, fine. That sounds all well and good. What does that mean? Okay, that's the issue. And so the that issue is then, well, then. A European, a Eurocentric, uh, born out of Germany church body is the only one that's right in the world. And no. we have the only, we have the handle on the true gospel. That's, that's what you're saying. No, it's saying the confession. We've recovered it for the world and we've held it on in pure form for 500 years. So let's celebrate that. Cheers. Okay. Really? Really? This is, this is what's wrong with this country, Josh. It's, <laughs> Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's the narrative you're gonna buy. Like, uh, that, like that is a. It actually is a realistic narrative. I mean, that that no, sort of. How oh how is that gosh, not realistic? So full of it. How is how because is so full of it? Oh, oh, okay, dude. Like, people died for this gospel. People die for it to this day. Like, there are martyrs right now confessing that Jesus is Lord, that He came to this earth, that He dude, died on the cross for our sins, that gospel, grace is a gift. Um, please and bring that, some sense to this. Listen, which, and that would have been I'm lost. Not talking about that would have been lost to the reformers in the 16th century. So yeah, for all the other bad stuff that may have happened in light of that, that's a bold. That's a bold statement. Which we can't control. Statement. Excuse me. How is that bold? Would you be willing how to say the same? That the gospel hey, was. 
would you be willing to say, say the same thing about Christianity in the global South right now? Right. That they are that they are redeeming and recovering the true form of the gospel from a Western empiricism and humanist kind of like deviation. Would you would you be willing to say that? If that's what's going on, sure, but that's not what's going on. Yep. So that sounds dude, this oh my gosh, I can't even do this anymore. I can't Tom, even Tom, do you anymore. Are you Tom, kidding please, me? Oh, we, we can't even record another episode after this. We can't even do this. Pine this might be the end of Pine Cones Previews. <clears throat> Over the 500th anniversary, self-destruction. Yeah, self what should be a moment of celebration. What's, dude, dude, I was – hold on. Real quick before Tom speaks. I was I know, just at your a dad gathering. Was that was preaching. There was like 10,000 people yeah, there. He was a preacher. 10 million no, or whatever. He, he hosted it though. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm there. Guess who our guest of honor was? Oh, I don't know, Josh. A pastor from South Africa. Oh, well, no, couldn't possibly be because we just hate the global south and would never listen to anyone who isn't white like us. And we're just European imperialists. Get out of here that. with that nonsense. I never said that. You, man, that's not even accurate at all. And what he said I was, I never thank said God that. for Martin Luther. Thank God. Oh, that's what you're implying. And don't even yeah, try. Yeah, because he's a Lutheran. He's going to say that because he's a Lutheran. Oh, wait. So the gospel <laughs> spread to more than Europeans? And so maybe it is for all people. And so maybe okay, it's so, the art no, we're all no, meant no, no. to ride on, bro. Okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. And this hopefully won't take us too far off topic. Okay. When what is one thing? What is one thing that was a major and significant history changing moment that occurred that that allowed Luther and his Reformation? to make a, a deeper, wider, and more expansive impact than the printing press, the printing press. The printing okay. Press. And what did that enable? Don't it? patronize me, Josh. The printing press enabled scripture to be printed into the vernacular of the everyday people, the people. right? Originally in German. And then it expanded beyond that. Once the printing press hit all the other languages. Hey, hey, okay. Real quick. Who translated the Bible into German? Just if you just, who was that? I don't really see the point to what I'm trying to make right now. Well, what's my answer? Who translated the Bible into German? Martin Luther. To the language of the people. What's your point? Okay. Okay. So this dude in South Africa says, oh, praise God for Martin Luther. Um, I just saw pictures of from a, a pastor in our circuit, a pastor in our circuit who's doing, who's, who's bringing this true gospel, this recovery of the true gospel to East Africa. All right. And you know what? One thing they insist uh, insist upon as part of their their training of this true gospel is that they have these East Africans from Ethiopia, Kenya, Uganda, Sudan. You know what they got to dress like and look like, and what kind of music they have to play? They got to use like organ music and pianos, and they've got to wear albs and stoles. And I wonder, Gabe, I wonder truly if the Eurocentricity of this gospel that we recovered doesn't actually affect, doesn't really does impact and affect uh, some of our own practice of it, and and in doing so strips the universalism of the gospel from the local expression of the body of Christ. That's all I'm saying. I don't disagree with you. Are there people that have totally messed up? So hey, I haven't worn an alb since I've been ordained. But, dude, I, why are you I'm telling not, me this? You're, like because so so like the dude in South Africa, it's easy. It, it is an it is an easy jump to make to say that perhaps that guy isn't as legitimate of a source as you're making him out to be just because he's South African. 
Well, and it's okay, fine, but dude, you're making a straw man. You say like, oh, I got a super weirdo guy in my district who is encouraging Eastern African guys to dress really? like. Really, look at every, look at every, no, 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 look at every synodical public, look at every synodical mission publication we have of fine. what's going, of trainings in anywhere in Africa, in Asia, anywhere else in the world, and they're fine. looking just like, just like a Roman Catholic priest looks. Some of them are rocking shots. Endorsing every practice of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod in 2017. What I'm saying is that in 1600s, in the or the early 1600s, 1517, true gospel. That's what I'm saying, and I'm saying that's worth celebrating. I'm not endorsing every practice we have now missiologically. I think a lot of it's terrible. I'm just I, saying, but it, it, you're making a false equivalency. I'm, I'm not making saying, a false. No, what you're making no, what you, out, of, out of recovering the gospel because you know, people are doing a bad job saying, with it now. That what, makes no sense. What it's what it's the appearance and the sound of of this kind of celebration is is elevating Luther above his own humanity and ability to falter and fail. By, I mean, I'm not going to say it again, but I will. By almost creating an idol out of what happened without looking at some of the ramifications of it that weren't all glitz and glam and great that's all i'm saying so, that's all that's the, so that's the only point i've been trying to make this entire time that's fine what you're saying is this i was like turning the actual let me see if i understand this let me see if i understand what you're saying let me see if i understand what you're saying and tom's got to speak what he you're saying his, is this he had his finger raised yes what you're saying is this okay Luther recovered the gospel. That's fine. But look at all the negative ramifications that happened from it. We shouldn't be that excited about it because bad things happened when he recovered the gospel. Is that what you're saying? We need Yes, we need a dose of humility. We need a little bit of humility with our celebration, and we have none. Okay. I have no words. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That's just silly to me, man. That like, I'm saying that's just my observation. Oh, oh, other denominations happened as an accident of history in light of this major shift. Luther happened as an world. accident of history. He just happened to be a, a German monk at the right time at the right place yeah. and got lucky. Fine, fine. So I'm really you know, happy he did. I'm really happy he did because otherwise I don't know where I'd be. Yeah, so that's I'm really a happy he did. I can't be happy about that. I should be sad about that because no, you why? can't claim all these other things. It's just because random byproducts. No, no. It's a nonsense argument, Josh. All right, Tom. It's go. not a nonsense Redeem argument. Josh. I will fly to Tennessee. <laughs> you. Actually, I would love it if you flew to Tennessee and we could hug and up with thigh covenant. Too, man, it'd be really good to see. You. It would be real. okay, Tom. Okay, Tom. Are, are you guys done? I'm done. We're done. I'm done. I'm okay. exhausted. I just pulled off my tidy whities and waved them as a white flag of surrender. <laughs> Poop stains. You. You can't avoid Back it. Back in the day. It's impossible. Back in the day, Jesus told Peter that he was the rock and he would build his church on this rock. And from day one there, we, we, we had a church that was an approximation of what Christ really wanted it to be. And then from day two on, that church got further and further away from what Christ really wanted it to be until you got to about 1516, where the Catholic Church had turned uh, Christianity and worshiping God into a money-making uh, Pope, Pope is God, basically, type of organization. 
And so along comes Martin Luther, and he did, he very much did reform the church and bring us back to the pure essence of what the gospel is of worshiping Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Since that point, day two Preach. of the, no, my turn. Since day two <laughs> of the Reformation, we have gotten further and further away from what Martin Luther really wanted and all the reformers. And yes, there have been other denominations that have split off. We have the Calvinists and all the others that you that you raised. And to uh, Josh's point, I think, um, was that those aren't all bad, but uh, we, we definitely have differing opinions of what is going on. And to my point that I tried to make in there while you guys were arguing from your two towers back and forth was that, um, well, now I'm even lost in my own points, but it's the fact that Lutheranism has gotten to a point, um, I think, where we're starting to display some of those characteristics of, of, of the Catholic Church of which we wanted to reform from. You guys hinted at that yourselves. But the larger point to what Josh was making is that all what I've seen in the, in the museum uh, displays that are going on and the things that we're talking about in our Bible studies for the last year do spend more time talking about Luther and all the extraneous things and not about Gabe, what you're talking about is the, the bringing us back to the pure essence of the gospel. And yes, we should absolutely celebrate the 500th anniversary of this momentous occasion in Christianity, but we should be, we should be celebrating it in the right way. And I don't always see that. I see us to Josh's point, making more of an idol out of the fact that we are Lutherans and not the gospel that comes from it. Upon this rock, Peter, his confession as Jesus, as the Christ. So therefore any one or any church body who confesses Jesus as the Christ has the true gospel. Amen. Ding, ding, ding. That escalated quickly. Uh, we are uh, glad to have you back with us after uh, Josh and I have calmed down. We put the Vaseline over our cuts and uh, bruises and uh, have, have come away with some things. And one of the things that, uh, I don't know, has been helpful for me in uh, in this conversation was actually an article that came out recently by uh, a former professor of both Josh and I's, Dr. Paul Robbie, um, who has some of the greatest Hebrew puns you could ever think of in your life. You may not have even known Hebrew puns existed, but yeah, he had them. You it's guys are the only pun. ones who would figure out a Hebrew pun, think it's funny. No, he he figured it's out the Hebrew haystack. puns. <laughs> oh, he figured them out, man. Oh, yeah, we just learned anyway, it. He's also a proud graduate of the University of Michigan. Go Blue. At any rate, um, but he, he wrote a really great article called, Is the Goal to be Distinctively Lutheran? And I think this is where Josh and I really are on two sides of the same coin, and uh, and we're just kind of being thorns in each other's flesh here. Because in, in one sense, there's this idea in, in, in our circles that like, yeah, we're going to be distinctively Lutheran because we're so unique and we're special and that sort of thing. And I think Josh and I would be like, no, it's not really the end goal. 
the end goal is 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 to be faithful Christians. And so uh, what I love is is so Dr. Dr. Robbie kind of takes issues with those who are kind of like, yes, let's be distinctively Lutheran. And he says, well, was the Apostle Paul distinctively Lutheran? Uh, is the Apostles' Creed or the Nicene Creed distinctively Lutheran? Were Irenaeus and Athanasius distinctively Lutheran? Is our mission to all nations distinctively Lutheran? Do our missions in Africa have to study the 16th century German controversies or sing 16th and 17th century German hymns in order to become distinctively Lutheran? Uh, must all our hymn composers be distinctively Lutheran, right? So you get the point. Again and again, he says, like, you, know, you, you can be Orthodox biblical Christians it is not necessarily inextricably linked with the 16th century Reformation. We both agree on that. Uh, but I think the point that I was trying to make is say, yes, okay, all the cultural things that surround that and, and all the language that surrounds that is not what matters. But the gospel that was unleashed there is what matters. And and I think that ends up being Dr. Robbie's point in here too. And um, yeah, I don't know. For me, that was helpful. Josh, any comments? Yeah, no, I same thing. I, I just came across that article uh, a few days ago when it got released and thought it was very, very helpful because – not to rehash anything. I, I do think that, and this goes for all humans, you know, once we self-identify as something, we tend to struggle with the temptation to limit ourselves and our identity in the world. And just, I mean, honestly, our identity with ourselves to that particular distinction. And I, I it was mostly helpful for me because people have always, and, and a game, I'm sure you've run into this too, because you and I don't all up every Sunday, because we're not using divine service setting, whatever, people have questioned our Lutheranism and whether or not we are truly Lutheran, you know, like born and bred, tried and true, committed to our doctrine, to the Reformation principles um, and all that kind of stuff. And we've always said, you know what, we may be more Lutheran than those types of pastors or those people because we take our our Lutheran identity, our Lutheran doctrinal training, and we then apply it to our to our specific contexts and to individuals that we meet. And if anything, I think that speaks most to what the heart of the Reformation was. Let's take the gospel. Let's make sure that we are being as faithful as we can to what Christ gave us and what the scriptures give to us. And let's apply it to the people that we serve and the communities that we find ourselves in. And in doing so, I still think that Lutheranism has some of the has some of the best, if not the best, um, you know, theological perspective to offer to to a variety of sources. But let's not limit ourselves to simply being Lutheran, wholly, solely, primarily. We are first and foremost Christian. With uh, Dr. Robbie's paragraph here, he says the goal is not to be distinctively Lutheran. The truth of the matter is just the reverse. Other heterodox groups are the ones who are typically, quote, distinctive, unique, idiosyncratic. Our goal is to be just plain, biblical, creedal Christians. And uh, I think he hits the nail on the head there. Free well, to be friends, faithful. You have just... Free... <laughs> oh, gosh. And the new argument begins. Uh, <laughs> friends, you have just endured another episode of Pint Glass Preachers. Uh, thanks for joining us today. We hope it was helpful for you on your drive or at your work, or as you did the dishes today, whatever it was that you were doing while you listen to this podcast. Let me do the, let, let me do the shout outs because we got to shout out my mom, Janet, oh, Tom, who are you here? I am Whoa, here. Tom, I didn't even know Tom was part of this episode. We just kept talking oh, over him and ignoring him, shushing him. 
sloughing yeah. him off. It is literally because you can't hear me from your super high ivory white towers. So I was hoping it would okay. be an ivory tower. Gabe wants to give me like the dark tower of doom. Right. Ivory white tower. Like a, was like a tower of Moldor. Or, or is that what it's called? Oh, that is what it's Mordor? called. Mordor? Moldor? Something like that? Mordor. Sorry. Oh, wait, sorry, Tom. On, Tom. Anyway, gosh, I wonder if I'll get through an entire sentence in this entire episode not getting interrupted. Probably I not. wonder. Anyway, we want to shout out Janet, who is a pastor's wife, an LCMS Lutheran pastor's wife, who is probably going to be listening to this and wondering where <laughs> we're coming from. So thanks for hanging in there, Janet. Janet, Poor I mom. hope you're not Don't listening look. to this at a as at a Reformation celebration with a brat and a beer in your hand because it will just be a total buzzkill. I'm I so sorry. Are, Janet. I hope you are. You celebrate hard, lady. It's a good. <laughs> All right. All right. Lastly, uh, if you wanna, if, if for some reason you're a, probably a Lutheran pastor and want to weigh in on this, you should text us at six one two two zero eight six two five eight. Um, I'll be honest with you, probably the rest of you haven't stuck with us this long, so it doesn't really even matter. Um, you know, whatever. Hey, don't forget to check us out yeah. on the Beggars Blog, Gospel Economist. Uh, I don't know, Facebook, some other places. Gabe still has MySpace. Just go with it. True. See you. Me and Tom, we refuse to die on the dream. See you later. Alligators. In a while. Oh, I meant Tom from MySpace, not this Tom. <laughs>